shining a beacon on the bazaar. Day three, we've been locked in this bathroom now, innit? Oh, it's fucking shit, mate. Pass his head and shoulders, let me read it again, hackage. <laughs> you can't, you bloody drunk it all. No, I meant read back of it, I don't oh. drunk it all, I just need something to read or something. I know, but you're always like that when you sit on the toilet having a poo. I'm sick of watching you having a poo. All <laughs> shampoo's coming out of my ass. <laughs> it's lovely and clean, though, isn't it? It is a toilet, that toilet's <laughs> never been as spanky, look at it. It's crystal. And it's nice, it's I suppose, really, you're sort of killing two birds with one stone, right? <laughs> I'm not going to start doing it, <laughs> Jesus Christ, on a regular basis. But what happened to the log? I, I don't know, just give through. You were in there, you couldn't get out. I came in, I shut the oh, door. That was that, wasn't it? Well, luckily, we've got plenty of oil in the lamp. It's just been swirring away, hasn't it? Oh, you know? Surely, isn't it? But God, is it three days? Has someone come up yeah. and down? Well, I'll say, I mean, I mean I'm going to crawl out a window, but then you realise lighthouse is not a good idea, it's is, not, is it? <laughs> those, 50 crash, feet up. <laughs> those crashing rocks at the bottom of it. So God, I'm bored, though. Oh, no. Tell you what I'll do. Why don't, if the light is out casting out there now, why don't I do a bit of casting in here? <gasps> what, you've had casting stuff all the time? Oh, I can always do a bit of casting. Ooh, yeah. Oh, please, I am so bored. I'll tell you what, you sit back in bath. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you it. flush the toilet first, because I don't want to be sitting on the toilet while you're doing <laughs> Go on, give it a flush. Here we go. Oh, man, look at that. That big steamer going into it. He's blue. Oh, Christ. Light a candle. I've got a box of matches. I'll have to do. Let's get casting. with how about a story a little bit of a follow-up from last week oh i like a follow-up yeah, yeah what we got what we got the world's deepest man-made hole oh the, yeah the well to hell <laughs> the well to <laughs> hell it's like an acdc song or something. <laughs> it, isn't it? I quite like that. Yeah. <laughs> the, the high well to hell <laughs> Because you were sort of like, just to recap, really, we were covering sort of like a few um, massive holes. <laughs> a bit of a gaper. <laughs> and we were looking at um, these massive methane explosions in Siberia, which are completely mental. Earth farts. I think yeah, it was Howard's Earth farts. <laughs> they will forever be known, Howard's Earth farts. So there was the, uh, the there was a hole in Kazakhstan that yeah, yeah. sort of like that was full of like natural gas and to burn off the methane they just kind of twanged the match in there. <laughs> <laughs> and it's been lit for fifty years, you know. Well so and, and you thought you mistook it for the the well to hell, didn't That's you? That's it, yeah, That's yeah. It screams, yeah. Oh, you got some on that? I have. I've covered Beautiful. it. You've been doing a bit casting downwards. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, we haven't done hell, have we? That's good. No, cast. that's it. Good Casting cast. into hell. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the, yeah, the world's deepest man-made hole dubbed Well to Hell plunges. How, think, how far do you think it goes? I and mean, in feet, we get to get in feet. In feet. Oh God, it's now doing it's a thousand foot. I'm gonna yeah. say forty thousand oh, feet. Oh, yeah. So this is by Charlotte Edwards for the Sun. 
what a nasty rag. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure Charlotte Edwards is all right. She's trying to do it. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Go. Join your list. Yeah, if I were you, Charlotte, get your CV out there. Go, go to a nice paper rather than... <laughs> uh, oh, mm, yeah. <laughs> Don't want to get in trouble now. Do <laughs> exactly. <yeah>. Steady. Steady. <laughs> so, Earth's deepest artificial hole stretches 40,000 feet below the surface. 40,000 feet. Yeah. I mean, you'd imagine, wouldn't you, to, that if if it's the if it's that hole and it goes straight down, it's yeah. not at like an angle anywhere like that. You know, Jesus, it's a straight down drop. Here, right? drop. It's only covered by a rusty metal lid. Oh, can man. you imagine that? I've got a story about that. Sorry to break off. Oh, go for I it. was suffering for some time in this boozer before. Well, a long time ago, a long time ago. And he used to talk to this bald-headed bloke, a right nice fella, you know what I mean? Um, and you, you got onto it. I had long hair at the time, and he says, "Oh, I used to have really long hair and that, you know, like two years ago." And I'm like, "But you're shiny bald, mate." You know what I mean? It's like, where did all that go? He says, "Oh, I'm building and working on this farm. You know what I mean? We've been digging, messing about, like you know, like your main patch of stuff where you've been doing stuff." Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. Then someone said, "What's that?" And it's like this, like. Like a concrete kind of slab, oh, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. And the back away from it, right, get everything off it. What is it? Let's you know, dug out, dug it all. And like this circle, and like, what's that? And it's like got an hammer and braid it, and it just bush. It just gave away. Give away totally, and it was just this bottomless well. He said over the next no week, way. he lost every hair on his head. No way! <laughs> yeah. So because he got what's it like stress-related alopecia? It, uh, yeah, it must be. You know, it's like he, I thought it were a myth all that. Oh, no, no, you know, no, yeah. It happens, yeah. Um, but weirdly enough, when I, you know about it must be fifteen years later, I'm driving past a different booze, and he's there with his luscious hair. That's a nice story. But when you were telling me, you know, the fear, and you know, when someone's had voice gets, on yeah, him, yeah, yeah. The, the adrenaline was still coming through his voice. You know, he couldn't hardly oh, tell the story, no. and it were really like. Of, you know, a feeling it. I felt a bit sick when he got to that bit. I was like, oh, he just imagine. stood on that drop and he could have gone at any moment, just that second and oh. then crack and then just gone. He won't be able to find you ever, would they? <laughs> <laughs> that's it, you're gone. He's gone. Yeah, yeah, he's gone. Yeah. Empty oh. casket. Cover it back up. Oh. And that's sort of the same with that. That's what's the same with this. 40,000 feet. And in a weird way, it is like the pit to hell, isn't it? Mm. You know? So, Russia's Kola Super Deep Borehole was created by the Soviets in the name of science <laughs> so they could learn more about what's really under our feet and dig to depths unknown. And that were it just to go down, not minerals, yeah. anything, let's see how far it can go down well, and what's I'm there. I'm sure it was sort of seeing what you know what minerals or just whatever else yeah, is yeah. down there. We'll get to a layer like, of diamonds or something yeah, you're like, yes, yeah, it's, it. it's the whole thing's just finding out what the heck's going on, you know. Yeah. The project to drill into the Earth's surface began near Murmansk in the 1970s when Soviet scientists wanted to learn more about the Earth's crust. Over two decades, they managed to dig down, and this is what the equivalent of 40,000 feet is, right? <laughs> 7.5 miles. <gasps> Down into the earth. Oh, that is, you just cannot comprehend that. That's it. And however, in 1992, they had to stop drilling because the temperature was around 180 degrees Celsius, which is 356 degrees Fahrenheit, <laughs> which was far hotter than the scientists predicted it would be. Wow. Experts still need to figure out a way to overcome this temperature issue if they want to keep drilling and not destroy all their equipment in the process. All this drilling wasn't for nothing though. 
as some scientific discoveries were made. Cool. The researchers found out there is water at 12 kilometers down into the Earth's crust. No way. Yeah. Oh, like fresh water. They also found 24 new types of long dead single celled organisms and gained access to rocks that were 2.7 billion years old. Man, that's the yeah. start, isn't it? That's the start of life on this planet. Well, this is a bit of a shocker. The Kola super deep borehole is 23 centimetres in diameter. Say that again. It's 23 centimetres wide. <laughs> is that it? Yeah. 23 centimetres. That's really hard to dig. That. What? Well, you see... You can't get your foot down it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and its metal lid is welded on, so it's unlikely anyone would ever fall down. You know, like you walk along. Oh, I'm a flip-flop. Oh. <laughs> there goes the flip-flop down oh. into... A... <laughs> Locals in the area say that the hole is so deep, you can hear the screams of people being tortured in hell. Oh, Hence its hell. nickname being the well to hell. The well to hell. But they have they have made sure this this lid is welded on super super tight. Well in case a mouse comes across <laughs> <laughs> what's the point? To save any guinea pigs that's yeah. <laughs> But what it turns out, it turns out through the thing, it's really the whole thing. Obviously, it grabbed the imagination. Yeah, it's yeah. had us totally caught. Yeah, because yeah. all I could imagine was some drilling machine with some guy piloting it. Some sweaty Soviet <laughs> yeah, pilot going, is, We it? are now at 6.8 miles, Captain. <laughs> and the captain's right sexy Russian lady. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You must go down further. <laughs> <laughs> drill. Drill like you've never drilled before. It's like in Chernobyl. Have you ever yeah, seen that one? Yeah. That one is that series. Those miners were well <laughs> What, the nudie ones? <laughs> all the war ones. Yeah, they got all nudie. <laughs> Maybe that's what's happening on this big drill machine. We're all new. Everybody's nude. City <laughs> on our ladder. Something a bit Beat can't be now because it's bloody only 23 centimetres, right? In the drill machine, he's sort of like. Maybe he's just like naked mice. <laughs> naked mole rats. That's it. <laughs> naked mice machine. <laughs> well, what it happens is the welter hell is a hoax. Wow. So it has been drilled, the yeah. hole is there, right? But the, the, this is from Wikipedia. The Well to Hell is an urban legend regarding a putative borehole in Russia, which is the one we've just been talking mm -hmm. about, right? The urban legend was circulating around the internet since at least 1995. It is first attested in English as a 1989 broadcast by a US domestic religion-based TV broadcaster, <sighs> Trinity Broadcasting Network. God bother us, telling fibs again. It's going though, isn't it? You know? It is, especially when it comes from them, you know what I mean? They're <laughs> just straight lying. What did, what did they use for sound effects? Just like. Because have you heard the tape? Have you heard Oh, I've not heard the tape. Oh, it's grim, man. It's proper evil. Should we try and find it now? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so now we've actually found the recording has supposedly come from the well to hell. <laughs> Shall we give it a go? Let's do it. Right. It's a bit weird, isn't it? It's just like sort of like an angry wind. What do you think? I'm not, I'm not startled by it, are you? No. I've heard this before and it screams, man. I bet, Nate. 
This is later on in the minute, so... Oh! Oh! <laughs> My God! Be a laughing moment. This is meant to be one of the... Yeah. What's that one in Star Wars? I heard a thousand voices <laughs> ringing out at the same time. <laughs> That's what a hell sounds like. Jesus Christ. Well, it ain't gonna be laughter, is it? And like, I'll pipe it down. And <laughs> I'd get tired of it. <laughs> I'd get tired of making that noise. <laughs> yeah. What it sounds like? It sounds like White Rose Centre on a Saturday, doesn't it? <laughs> it actually, yeah, yeah. Oh dear. Wow. Well, there we have it. The sound from the well to hell. <laughs> the hoax of it. The hoax of it. I think so, they've just got a lot of distortion, loads of mingled shit together, haven't well, they? Well, let's see, let's see if there's any, any clue in this. So, the legend and basis. Uh, the legend holds that a team of Russian engineers purportedly led by an individual named Mr. Azakov in an unnamed place in Siberia had drilled a hole that was 14.4 kilometres deep. Well, that's not right. Is it? No, maybe it is. I don't know. There have been legends in it. You had, you don't sound right, so you're like, oh, let's have yeah, this like bit, seven yeah. mile deep. Well, I think that's what they're saying here. So they, they, uh, they reckon that the hole was dug down to 8.9 miles, right? So we've said it goes about 7.4, yeah, yeah. right? But they reckon it's 8.9, right? Before breaking through to a cavity. Intrigued by this unexpected discovery, they lowered an extremely heat tolerant microphone along with other sensory equipment into the well. The temperature deep within, they reckon, was a thousand centigrade. Right, <laughs> nice go. round number, yeah, isn't nice it? Nice round number, right, yeah, that's it. Which is 1,832 degrees Fahrenheit. From a chamber of fire from which, purportedly, the tormented screams of the damned could be heard. However, the recording was later found to be looped together from various sound effects, sometimes identified as the soundtrack of the 1972 movie Baron Blood. Oh, I've never so heard of that. So there you go. Baron you see. Blood. Yeah. So the hole itself is true, but obviously it's only 23 centimetres wide. <laughs> right. So, and I don't think they actually got down and actually sort of um, and found anything. Yeah, you know, it sounds like that. Of it. Yeah. Damn you, ev evangelist. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, there's, it looks like to start with, it went from various uh, Finnish newspapers started it off, and then Pentecostal Christians got involved and things, and it kind of rolled the idea that hell had been found. Yeah. And it just, it, one of these things that just sparks the imagination. Yeah, definitely were, does. Yeah, they you hear it, it and you yeah. go, wow, you got to like that. People wanted it to be true. So it was eventually sort of like broadcast by the American Christian Trinity Broadcasting Network, and they claim it was proof of the literal existence of hell. So, of course, they just used that as a stick to beat the congregation with the poor fuckers. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I just think it's... It, it, no. That's yeah. what I say. I think, obviously, it's not hell. There's no hell. And there's not all that bother going on mm. in the middle of hell, you know? But what they're saying, the story claimed not only to be cursed, but according to Ren Dallin, one of the people who were sort of like, you know, spreading this story, mm. um, the story claimed not only that the cursed well was real, but that a bat-like apparition... Right, was uh, had risen out of it before blazing a trail across the Russian sky. <laughs> Super cool. Yeah, and to perpetuate his hoax, Ren Dallen deliberately mistranslated a trivial Norwegian article about a local building inspector into the story, and submitted both the original Norwegian article and the English 
translation to TBN, right? The the broadcast network, right? Yeah. And he's it, he's known as it as it's been hoax. He's just known. There was no bat like uh, thing came out of there. <laughs> he wouldn't have bloody fit anyway. Twenty three centimeters. You got to get a good flap going. It must have, must have slithered out. <laughs> really shitty little bat trying to be horrific. Yeah, that? that's <laughs> it. But something a little bit odd did come from this, you see, because. Um, in that time, wild like bats were quite popular. They're mm. saying here that in the Weekly World News, there was a character that had become quite famous, right? Known as Bat Boy. Oh, cool. <laughs> Bat now, Boy. Have you ever heard of Bat Boy? No. No, I haven't either. I don't think so. So let's have a look, let's have a little look at <laughs> Bat Boy now. <laughs> right. did, 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 did. Yeah. So Bat Boy is a fictional creature who made numerous appearances in the American supermarket tabloid Weekly World News. <laughs> now, the Weekly World News published patently fabricated stories which were purported to be factual. Yeah, right? pretty funny. Within the pages of the paper, Bat Boy is described as a creature who is half human and half bat. His pursuers, according to Weekly World News, are scientists and United States government officials. He is frequently captured, <laughs> then later makes a daring escape. <laughs> How could you hold him down, yeah. bat boy? The original scientist who found him was named as Dr. Ron Dillon, and another Weekly World News character, Matthew Demon, SOS, as in Seeker of Obscure Supernaturals, crossed paths with him in several stories. <laughs> Now, the thing that gets me about this, right, is that because this paper, although they make up loads of stories, it, a lot of people believe it. Yeah. Weekly World News is purchased as if it's true. It's yeah. a little bit like the Daily Sport where there's some real news and then there's a load of light made up stuff and some titties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. So the question is, would you like a little look at Bat Boy? Oh, I'd now? love to see Bat Boy. Right, got, is it like, like a drawing or something? It's a photograph, a right? Photograph? Yeah, it's a photograph oh. of Bat Boy, right? Here we go. Right, you've got to try to keep a straight face. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Right, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! How can I describe that massive, cute eye, lovely eyes? This awful, sharp maw, bald end Nosferatu, big batty. It's, it's like a baby Nosferatu. It's it kind of cute. There's a cuteness there, yeah, isn't there? There is a cuteness to that boy. It's absolutely fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Bad boy. Were he a killer then? Did they say that we're up to no good, or were he just flying about? And well, it's hard to say. He's some sort of. He, he almost seems to me like he's some sort of anti-hero in a weird yeah. way. You know what I mean? So, um, what solving crime his way? What do you mean? So, uh, but apparently though, um, I think so. It was, it was one of these, <laughs> of these odd things, you know. But um, in 1997, um, Bat Boy the Musical was produced. <laughs> This must be so desperate with musicals at the moment. That big shit you left in toilet, we're doing a musical about that one. Big blue shit <laughs> in the clean toilet. <laughs> slipping down the pipes, slipping down the pipes. Real fast, real fast. <laughs> but here is some of the little titles um, of the stories involving yeah, right, that boy, cool. right? And this is, look how many there are. I've even, I've had to edit these out. Wow, oh, that's, look at this. oh no, <laughs> yeah. wait, and they're edited. Yeah, I'm not going to read them sheets. all out. So, but some of our things like, Bat Boy found in West Virginia cave. Bat Boy escapes. Bat Boy attacks girl, 10. Bat Boy on the loose. Then, I've captured Bat Boy. That's another headline, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. And that was July 27th, right, 1993. Uh, then FBI captures Bat Boy, which is uh, August 31st of that year. Then the Bat Boy saga heats up. Right, this is by January the next year then. But then, Bat Boy dead, claims the US government. Oh. Yeah. 
Escape Bat Boy sighted in Texas. <laughs> New Jersey lovebirds getting married thanks to Elvis and Bat Boy. <laughs> oh, that is brilliant. Yeah. That is brilliant. Yeah. It's a good news anymore. Imagine that just Bat Boy meets uh, President Bush at Camp David. That's a good one, isn't That's it? That's kind of like, <laughs> sounds yeah. real, does that? Or how about 15th of December 2001, right? Ooh. So this is the uh, It should be Batman then. Yeah, yeah. Bat Boy storms Afghanistan with the US Marines. Oh, that's it. <laughs> but only three days later, Bat Boy bites Santa Claus. <laughs> well, he does good and he does bites Santa yeah. Claus. So he's like, um, and the FBI ones, don't be fooled by this Bat Boy impersonator. And did he go on? Oh, he's a mischievous one, isn't he? I wouldn't believe him, Bat Boy. Yeah, that's, that's, it, it, is. that's it. So, like, the Bat Boy. <laughs> uh, maybe it was actually Bat Boy who came out of the well. Oh, that would be maybe brilliant. Maybe he's just real. Maybe Weekly World News is just trying to draw our attention to the fact that Bat Boy. And it couldn't be the Batman. Yeah. Because it's 23 centimetres wide as the hole. <laughs> little cute Bat Boy. Yeah. Out he went, flappy, flappy. I want more. <laughs> I want a Bat Boy. <laughs> But we're talking about going down into rock there, aren't we? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But what happens when rocks come down on us? <laughs> oh, raining from the sky. <laughs> raining from the sky. Oh, right? All of these. But this is great, is this one? Because you know, we've heard about meteors and things yeah, like that. Yeah, we've covered them. We've done yeah. some good ones, haven't we? But this is a story that's been on quite a few news networks. But this particular one's by Amelia Ward. And it's hundreds of meteorite rocks worth up to £20,000 fall on a town. What, the worth it is in money-wise? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, because that's the thing. Um, meteorite, uh, you know, meteorite yeah, rocks yeah. are one of the most, some of the most expensive pieces cool. of stone ever. So thousands have flocked to a remote Brazilian town after hundreds of chunks of meteorite rained down on 19th of August. The largest piece said to be worth more than twenty thousand dollars. The pieces of space rock are believed to be part of a 4.6 billion year old meteorite. Wow. Dating back to the start of the solar system. Because that's why they're so important, these yeah, rocks. Yeah. These are the first rocks ever made. They're not being melted down made into planets. They're still just spinning through space. There's always a beginning arm. Is that Leonardis one? What's that? that? There's like a meteor shower or shooting stars or like Oh, yeah, I can't remember. Leonardis. Smart. Play these. I'm not very good on all yeah, these. I like yeah, try yeah. to be, but I always forget. Yeah. Yeah, go on, yeah. crack on. Well, but yeah, but then again, I always think when these these meteor shows, oh well, it's uh, if you go out tonight and you uh, watch this meteor show, it's good. Yeah, it's about between two thirty and five o'clock in the evening, and it'll be about minus five out this evening. And if you're really lucky, you'll see one every three to four minutes. That's I'm badgered by that time. I can't get, you can't stay up to that time or it's get not up. Impress you, go. Oh, there's one. Oh, they're not flashing them across the sky like the start of the day of the Triffids, are they? Yeah. It's always a bit of shit. Yeah, you have a wait. But when you do see one, it is a nice for you. It's nice. It can't be a yeah, shooting yeah. star, can it? You know what I mean? So the local people from the poor rural town um, who have found one of these rocks, oh, cool. right, um, they become instantly rich. Nice. Because it's like, it's, Bra- it's Brazil. So you you find something worth 20,000 quid. That's it. You're yeah. the king of the hill, man. Yeah, You're yeah. the top of the heap. But if someone like saying, oh, I'll give you a quid for that, and then going on to town. And, oh. Well, I think they've got too wily on it. Mm. I think they've got too wily. I think the locals know what they've got. Nice. I think they know what they've got, you know what I mean? Like. 
So what seems to be happening is, is um, Mr. Costa Rodriguez, right, um, the uh, student, a local student, I think what it is, people are kind of knowing through the, through the education of the students and stuff. So the price is getting close to 40 reals, which is £5.50 per gram for oh, these things, brilliant. right? And it's getting higher. Only a few days ago, it was half that. 90% of the town's population are farmers. There aren't many shops, nothing that generates jobs. It's a humble place with people on low wages. Most people think it's a really good thing. Lots of people found a rock. And it's come at a time when many really need some money to pay the bills. Because this, this has happened during like all of this August. It's only wow, just happened now. Yeah, yeah. So this is, you know, and a lot of people in lockdown. Brazil, of course, has oh, really God, suffered from the coronavirus. Kind of, yeah, yeah. You know, so these people... It's like gold raining yeah, down on them. Oh, that's fantastic. And a good thing is as well, because the, the scientists want them more and more. They're in the local area trying to buy them. Yeah, the price yeah. is going through the roof. So it's oh, like being wow. boom down to these rocks. <laughs> gold falling that's from the it. sky. That's what I just want one now. I just yeah. want the nature to fall. I'll think about a little Brazilian like my <laughs> <laughs> I just want my little Brazilian farmer keeping me garden. Yeah, come on, I'll give you a better life. Yeah, keep digging. Give us that rock. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I think it'd be, well, I mean, it happens everywhere, but like we talked about yeah. before, you know what I mean? In the world's Newton world Newton Triangle there. Yeah, just that meat that meat track's worth a fortune. Yeah. And that were a big whopper. Big whopper, wasn't it? a big yeah. fat whopper of a one, you know. We'll have to have a trip to it soon now the, the museums are definitely yeah, yeah, that certain thing. So we'll have to we'll have to get out there. But yeah, he's pretty good, isn't he? That's lovely, no good on him. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it's fair play. You know, I'm I'm quite happy with him. So it shows that you know, you don't have to be terrified of rocks, it's not always hell in them. Yeah. Sometimes there'd be gold in the mills. <laughs> <laughs> But we all know how hard it is, though, sort of like um, when, when times are hard, you know, you, mm. you, and what you do need sometimes is like meteorites to fall out of the sky, sort of like sort yeah. you out, you know. But if you don't get meteorites, you need a job, don't yeah, you? Yeah, basically, yeah. You need a job, you know. And sometimes it's not easy for some people to find a job. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes they've got struggles. There's very real struggles out there. <laughs> Such as... <laughs> I was say, you're doing it all serious. I think, what are you leading? Come on. Just give me a little tickle. <laughs> Such as this 28-year-old adult baby. <laughs> struggles what? to find a job because he wears nappies all day. Oh, all right. So Skip, is this some sexual preference that he's got? I like to wear diapers and be a, I'm a 28-year-old baby. I think that's basically what it is, mm. you know what I mean? Should we have a quick look at it? Oh, God. <laughs> so, right, I found a picture of it. Oh, God. I was kind of scared, man. I'm going to turn around to it. Here we go. Oh, look at his little chubby, weird legs. Oh, no. And that's he... what he... <laughs> he walks around like that. I think he walks around like that. Oh, yeah. he's got to live somewhere real quiet. Because you saw that, you'd be braining, wouldn't you? He just won't be out of himself. So let's have a look at the story. Oh, his legs are haunting me. <laughs> but I'll, I'll post a picture of Diaper Boy. I don't know if it's right, but yeah. I'm a... We'll be posting that on Twitter, uh, which is uh, at Crack and Cove, uh, and on Instagram as well, at Crack and Cove Pod. So you you, you got a little scooch along there and your tea break and have a look at a, a 28 year old man who still wears a nappy. <laughs> Enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> Bone appetite. <laughs> 
So this is a story from Buzz, right? And it's mm-hmm. like Times Now Digital. That seems to be the website, uh, right? Okay. You know. And it says a 28-year-old man from West Virginia who wears nappies all day due to his commitment to a community, says his lifestyle makes it difficult for him to get a job. Damien Turner has been part of the adult baby diaper lover community, right? Or the ADBL, right? For the past 10 years. And due to his association with the group, he is mandated to wear diapers all day. According to a Metro.co.uk report, as in just diapers visible, you can't wear, you know, like some baggy pants over them. You, 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 can't you just hide that he's wearing them? Why does he have to parade around and say, I'm, "Look at me in my diapers"? I don't know. I mean, I think he's one of these people. He's really into it, and I think he kind of wears it on his sleeve a bit. You know what I mean? So going to the job, <laughs> and... he's going to work, and he gets on the bus <laughs> every day, and he always sits next to you. Something like, oh. <laughs> but the worst thing is, if you sat next to you every time, and you start looking, and then you just see his face go a bit red. You know what I mean? Because he's definitely doing it. He's doing all his business and he's napping. Oh, it? God. Because he wouldn't just be wearing it as a fashion statement, would oh, you? Oh, he does just wants to poo and just carry it around yeah. with him. The, the feel of warm duke on his balls. Oh. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> oh. No wonder he can't get a job, though. It's ridiculous. So, as a result, right, so this is about him because he's wearing a, wearing a nappy all the time, right? As a result, he has been terminated from all his previous jobs and is currently unemployed for being childish. <laughs> How does he get the job though? Or does he wear pants on that day and then rocks I up a week later? Things, you just turn up, you know what I mean? He's a really bored manager who's about 18 and he's sort of like going, You want a job, mister? <laughs> I'd love a job, please. <laughs> goo goo gaga. <laughs> Whatever. Can you flip a burger? <laughs> goo goo. <laughs> yeah, you got the job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he just, just think I can smell Duke all yeah, the time. Yeah, that's it, you know. Oh. <laughs> Do you want fries? Oh, with that, that red face. <laughs> <laughs> but problems resulting from his bizarre lifestyle are not just limited to his professional life. When he's not working, he's often teased about his choices. Oh, bless. Yeah, poor boy. <laughs> But all's not bad for the 28-year-old. Oh, good. He has been welcomed by members of the ABDL community who do their best to make him feel at home. (laughs) Damien told the Metro, Employment is hard. I'm constantly in and out of jobs. Sometimes my employers find my pictures online. I just can't put up with the fact I'm wearing a diaper. And acting childish in the workplace. Oh shit! So he acts like a baby. He acts like a fucking baby oh, in the workplace. And they can't deal with it. You don't have to deal with it, mate. Exactly. You don't yeah. have to. A man in a nappy acting like a baby. You just think no. <laughs> I, mean, I think live and let live, right? If he yeah, wants to yeah. do that, if he wants to cack his pants in his own behind time, locked doors, yes, yeah. your world can be there, guy. You know, I quite like a blowjob, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. I don't insist on getting one in the workplace. I'm just going to cast him. So he shares pictures of himself in diapers on social media and has done so without any hesitation for the past 10 years. Mm -hmm. 
talking about his lifestyle choice, he said he first realised his desire for wearing nappies when he was young. No shit. Or <laughs> <laughs> oh, plenty of yeah, shit. Yeah, of course, you're that age, you know? <laughs> but in his teenage years, he, decidedly embra- he decided to embrace the lifestyle fully. Interestingly, his parents don't seem to have a problem with his I'm lifestyle. I'm about to say this. Someone's supporting this nappy-wearing man. Yeah. And they're still buying his nappies because, let's face it, he's not bloody working. <sighs> but in some ways, he might be a really good employee because he wouldn't be taking bog breaks, would he, or anything like that? Yeah, he's permanently at his station. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> but people complaining, coming again, it's Damien again. Oh, not again. Yeah, he just curled off a massive number two in his back of his twins. <laughs> <laughs> and it, so what do you think? I mean, should they put up with it? No, no, you should drive him to the Bronx with a suitcase. Two suitcases, one with all his nappies in and all <laughs> yeah. talc and all that. The yeah. other with normal clothes and say, you're in that flea bit hotel there. Yeah. You know what I mean? You've got a job at McDonald's down road, you know what I mean? It's up to you, kid, you know what I mean? If you want to carry on, see how long you survive, pal. Yeah, that's it. I think yeah. so, too. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Turf him out of the car and just never go back. Absolutely. <laughs> just never <laughs> move out. That's it, yeah. Change everything. Yeah, I think so. I'm, I'm just not, I'm, no. I'm just you, you're just you're making that problem. <laughs> <laughs> nappy boy, grow up. It could be a good film though, couldn't it? That nappy boy, grow up. And it is about just you know, first seeing him just getting out. I want to see the battle of a nappy boy versus bat boy <laughs> in the Bronx. <laughs> bat boy's out there fighting in Afghanistan <laughs> with Marine. This twat can't even hold up. Jump down at Ronnie Mackers. <laughs> be out bit Santa Claus though. Oh, that's true. <laughs> he no. is innocent of that crime. <laughs> phrase people use you know for like people who are like being like that it's just um, I don't know if you heard it it's getting the sea in it getting the sea <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, if somebody's being stupid it's like, oh, just get in the fucking sea well, it's, <laughs> yeah, just do one just walk yeah, in yeah, the just sea just do one get in the sea yeah you go live there if you yeah. want to be in that <laughs> absolutely <laughs> <laughs> you go live there because you don't, come back when you see <laughs> That's a land when you're actually yeah. going to think of it. He can, he'd bloody sink straight away, <laughs> wouldn't he, with nappy boy? I don't know. I think he'd keep you afloat a bit. I don't know. He'd just absorb all the sea, wouldn't he? And get really, really heavy. <laughs> yeah. Just like when you're wee wee him, doesn't it? Yeah, true. <laughs> with kids hanging down. Hang, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah hanging yeah, around down to the knees yeah. somewhere, don't they? Thinking, oh, I haven't changed that for too long. <laughs> yeah, get him in the sea. The two olds take mine off, mine off me now. <laughs> <laughs> but here's somebody, a man who did get in the sea. Ooh. Yeah. So it's about a channel swimmer, right, right, who was reported missing. Right, and this is a story, right, from PA Media, right? A nearly eight-hour search for a person trying to swim from Dover to Calais, unaccompanied, has ended after he was spotted by a passing vessel. 
Right, so this wow. is guy has been missing for eight hours at sea. So he was supposed to do it solo, no boats, yeah, teams, he's going for it. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, you know. so obviously he must be a bloody good swimmer. And an idiot. And you know, well, <laughs> yeah, I'd say it's quite foolhardy, you know yeah. what I mean? You know, but if eight hours, eight hours at sea, he must be pretty, pretty oh, hard. Freezing. So emergency services launched a major operation to try and locate the male swimmer, who was eventually found just 500 metres off Dover. <laughs> <laughs> the shame. The shame. A helicopter and rescue teams were dispatched to the sea off Kent after the Coast Guard received a call from a member of the public saying a friend was trying to cross to France. The 27-mile stretch between Dover and Calais can be dangerous and is home to the world's busiest shipping lanes. The rescue operation started just after midday and continued until nearly 8pm. Oh, game dark. When found, he was cold and tired, but otherwise well, the Coast Guard confirmed. He has been brought to shore and will be checked by ambulance staff. The incident was not related to migrant crossings, the PA news agency understands. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, it's only made it 500 metres. What's he doing? Being lost eight. Were he still giving it to someone? Were he still I swimming? Think it sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> I think what he's really slow, slow swimmer. Why would he want to do this? 500 metres. Must be getting you get a badge for like football, Dolphin 2 badge. <laughs> <laughs> That's all they were after, his dolphin toe. Wow. I can't understand these people who do it. Yeah, he's in it, what gets in it. It's all right, like, I think David Williams did it or something like that. There's a lot of charity backing and, you know what I mean? Oh, he's yeah, doing the it. boats out yeah, and exactly. all sorts of shit. Exactly, but just thinking, right, I'm going to do it on my own. He was yeah. like, have you done it like this? Oh, I'll do it on my own, I'll be fine. Yeah. Well, I'll have my tea when I come back, yeah. don't worry. God, and he... the resources, the money that must be spent hey, looking for the helicopters. Yeah, the tens of that. But yeah, tens of thousands, helicopters, things oh, like this. Just launching it. And just the danger to people out on the sea, looking, peering, hoping to find this guy. Have you noticed some migrants actually saving him? Like, come on, come over here, you yeah, dickhead. Getting us dingy with us. <laughs> yeah. Bloody. Well, that, in a weird way as well, that throws it in the face of their plight, doesn't it? These yeah, poor sorts yeah. are risking their yeah, lives. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just doing it for fucking fun. And, and I'd, like... I'd tell you what, what else. They all spend all that time looking for him, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, but then they think, oh, he's, he's 80 and want a rubber ball. Yeah. Let's try and bloody sink him. Yeah, like, no, let's shoe him back yeah. or something. Like what we should do, it. accept the migrants, get them over. Yeah, yeah. And if that guy wants to go for himself, yeah. Why do we do that with him? <laughs> Let's just find out dingers and idiots. Yeah, so take him to that awful the, the, the flight that we took from that awful country. Yeah. Or just wait till the rubber boat turns up and it's half deflated. Pump it back up again. Yeah. Look about migrants and stuff like that. Just got <laughs> dingers on it. Is your mate nappy boy? <laughs> Off you go. Get in the sea. <laughs> Say now, mm, you know. Yeah. What about getting in the sky? <laughs> <laughs> that 
Exactly. Because here's a story that's been going on at the moment, which is quite a new story out. I don't know if you've seen this. Airline pilots landing at LAX report a guy in jetpack flying alongside them. I did hear something about it. Yeah, yeah. did you? It's fucking crazy. How high would it? Because it's literally, he's flying, he ain't just like on the approach and it's up a couple of metres or something. It's, yeah, that's, this is something mad, yeah. is this? Yeah. So he says, even in an era in which Congress wants to openly investigate UFOs, a dude flying alongside an airliner over Los Angeles in a jetpack is still bonkers. And this is a story for Aviation Intel by Tyler Rogaway. That's a right old <laughs> name, good, isn't it? Yeah, Tyler is a good name. You can see him sort of chain smoking with a glass of scotch by the side <laughs> yeah. of his typewriter, can't you? Trying to hit the deadline. <laughs> Come on, Tyler, where's the story? Yeah. As if 2020 couldn't get any weirder, airline pilots landing at LAX on Sunday, August the 30th, so it's pretty, yeah, pretty yeah. recent, you know, reported seeing a guy in a jetpack Flying about 300 yards off their wing. God, so you're closing in. He won't. I, I was under the impression of floating up and yeah, seeing him from a distance. Like, get the binoculars. That's a dude. He's been trailing the jets. That's what he's been doing. Oh, he's flying, so he, can he's, he go that fast? Well, this is the thing. So while on final approach to the bustling airport. So while on the final, the most dangerous part for an airplane, oh, right? Right. What makes the reports even stranger is that, like a scene out of the Rocketeer. The airliners were descending through 3,000 feet when Jetpack Guy showed up next to them. <laughs> Fox 11 broke the story, and as the air traffic control audio clips, right, but his, well, you, you can listen to them, right, yeah. but we haven't, we've just got like a bit of a bit of a uh, write out of them, and it goes. So this is America Flight 1997, right, that's its number, so. Tower, America 1997. We just passed a guy in a jetpack. And the tower replies, Um, American 1997. Okay, thank you. Um, were they off to your left or right side? Off to the left side, maybe 300 yards or so. About our altitude. Fox 11 reports a SkyWest pilot confirming the sighting. The SkyWest flight says, just saw the guy passing by us on the jetpack. <laughs> <laughs> then the tower alerted an incoming JetBlue flight to the reported hazard. JetBlue 23, use caution. A person in a jetpack reported 300 yards south of the LA final at about 3,000 feet, 10 mile final. The JetBlue guy replies. JetBlue 23, we heard, but we are definitely looking. Another pilot chimed in. Only in LA. Oh, God. That's insane. They're like from a movie, Man. these guys. But it's like a movie that, though, isn't it? Yeah. But sure, I'm not being funny, but you think with some of that techno. techno. No, techno. technologically? Thank you, Arthur. <laughs> I'll uh, dub that in later for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're real sweet with them dubs. Um, <laughs> but you think they must be able to track this man down? You know what I mean? There yeah. can't be that many fucking jetpacks. You know what I mean? Because you'd be like robbing banks and you're like stealing kids and doing some really well, weird the, the, shit. Well, reckon the technology, they don't know if they've got it or not. You know? <gasps> All right. <clears throat> the airspace around LAX is some of the busiest and most complex in the United States. Having some dude barreling through the skies in some sort of jetpack around the pro approach to the airport, especially at the same altitude as the aircraft that are making their way through the landing corridors, isn't just bonkers, it's absolutely dangerous. 
But is it possible though? Never mind that. It's like he's like I thought. I've seen him scooch around them like different places, and all right, the water ones came first, and then you've actually got these jetpacks. Well, there are a number of new jetpack-like designs that are remarkably capable, but all have very limited range, and most only have a low altitude flight envelope, so they can't get that high. Yeah, yeah. Eve's Jetman Rossi. His winged jetpack is definitely capable of such a feat, but his flights have always occurred under highly controlled and well-coordinated circumstances and in sanitised airspace. They are also very high-profile in nature and yeah. require a mothership to launch from, such as a <laughs> helicopter, or at least a very high point to leap from, so yeah. like really high cliffs and stuff. So apparently someone has a system that is similarly capable but they are stupid enough to actually use it in incredibly congested airspace as part of an undeclared stunt. It's possible this was some sort of a drone that was made to look like a dude with a jetpack. Mm, oh, that that's sounds pretty weird. good. Although this seems like a long shot. The only other thing we can think of is that this may be some sort of flying car mobility solution that was just described as a jetpack. What? Yeah. <laughs> Regardless. The dangerous realities of such a stunt are the same regardless of the technology behind the craft that was used. So, there we have it. What do you think? Wow. The more I think about it, more, you know, if you're going to be testing that, you'd have to be ultra confident about it. You don't go near airports till you start buzzing about, you know what I mean? I don't know. I'll tell you who could fly like that. Our friend. Bloody <laughs> <laughs> bat! He's haunting this episode, man. He's throughout it, isn't he? Jesus, man! Is that a coincidence? Oh, I don't know what to think, Arky. That is just mental. I don't know what to think. There's a lot of these, uh, a lot of these stories, though, of like flying figures was in South America and stuff like this. Yeah. The weird humanoids that were flying that around. type stuff. A little bit like that. Yeah. That's a great example. But this in jetpack, that's the thing that, you know, it looks... Well, it's a presumption that that it's a jetpack, isn't it, if you ask me? Yeah, and they said it might be some flying car. I suppose if you see one guy just flying alongside your plane, you're not going to turn and say, there's a guy just like Superman flying alongside. There's something on the wing. (laughs) (laughs) Twilight Zone, the movie. (laughs) Actually, I'm going back to Shatner one, you know what I mean? That's the original. Twilight Zone, the movie. No, it was a, a retelling of that tale. Oh, the original right. one's just what? on an episode. It's Shatner on a plane, you know yeah, what I mean? That's why. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the other one's more uh, a different voice he's using. Oh. Shatner's really like his, you know, full <laughs> Shatner voice. There's something on the wind. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, don't, I, I have to say it's a mystery. But it's, no. it is, it's, a, it's a wonderful weirdness. It is, I like that. Because yeah. he's just totally open ended, isn't he? You just think, what the hell were that? But at the same time, this part of me also likes the idea of him kind of getting sucked into one of the jets. Yeah, I know it does it. <laughs> yes. Oh, we'll never know. Flight oh. 22. Imagine <laughs> it, yeah. Get in the sea. <laughs> yeah. Tip your wing and get him in the sea quick. <laughs> We've got another no bait.
now. You see, this, this is no good. I mean, we're gonna have to do something about that. Well, you can sleep in bath. I've had it like last night. You can have it tonight. Oh, I might, I might do that. I might get all wrapped up in a nice bath like, and shower curtain and something. Mm-hmm. And there's no more uh, head and shoulders to sort of like make. Sup on is it? I think we're gonna zarky in a couple. Now, what a sad way of doing it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's like at know, least we've had one last cast. I know that's it. Uh, we'll have to see how that goes. You know what I mean? But. As it's getting a bit late, we'll 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 just we'll just get by with just one last one. And let's try and perk it up. Oh let's right, nice yeah, yeah. Perk up, shall we? Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't be all grumpy and down with it. No. So here we have the rare singing dog thought <laughs> to be extinct in the <laughs> oh, wild. Oh, <laughs> you could have got a better one. A singing <laughs> a dog. Singing dog. That's adorable. Yeah. And it still thrives. This is by Katie Hunt for CNN. Many feared the New Guinea Highland wild dog had become extinct through loss of habitat and mixing with feral village dogs. The New Guinea singing dog, an extremely rare breed, is best known for its unique barks and howls. It's able to make harmonic sounds that have been compared to the calls of humpback whales. Wow. Only around 200 captive singing dogs live in conservation centres or zoos the descendants of a few wild dogs captured in the 1970s. The animals, though, are severely inbred due to a lack of new genes. None had been seen in the wild, right, for half a century, until 2016, when an expedition located and studied 15 wild dogs in the remote highlands of the western side of New Guinea, known as Papua. Of course it's Papua New Guinea. Jesus. (laughs) Katie Hunt, please. In Indonesia. A new expedition returned to the study site in 2018 to collect collect detailed biological samples to confirm whether these highland dogs truly are the predecessors of the singing dogs. A comparison of DNA extracted from blood collected from three of the dogs. I don't know how to do that. Like fucking tranquilizer or something. The punch him. He brought the puncher. Get the puncher, look, there's a pack of them. Punching the singing dog. Oh, that's awful. Suggest that they are very similar genome sequences and are much more closely linked to each other than any other canine, according to research published on Monday in the journal PNAS. Like what? <laughs> one more time, again. I didn't quite hear that one. PNAS. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but it kind of just goes on a little bit here about, yeah. about the singing dog and why they collected him as collecting all the dogs. Let's get to the fucking singing what did they sing? What songs? Well, the thing is, is the other unique aspects of, of the, the dog, you see. All right. So according to the San Diego Zoo, the singing dog's joints and spine are extremely flexible. This is very much unlike other dogs, right? right. It climbs and jumps like a cat. <laughs> yeah. The zoo said that sonograms had shown the dog's unique whale is similar to the song of the humpback whale. The researchers ultimately hope that it will be possible to breed some of the Highland wild dogs with New Guinea singing dogs, perhaps through the use of sperm samples, to generate a true New Guinea singing dog population. Oh, wow. So that'd be great, wouldn't it? You know, oh, that's lovely. What we need now, we need we need to have a little listen to their song, don't oh, we? Oh, get in. Have you got some? Yeah. Good lad. 
These are guinea seeing dogs. I'd buy the record. What they do to harmonize with each other? Cause it's less spooky as a wolf, isn't it? It's like yeah. It's playful oh. cry. Oh, they're going oh, they're getting kicking hammy, in. Yeah, they... Oh, Ooh. hello. Hello. Yeah. It's like us with vacuum cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> It wouldn't be much fun if you were in tent though, would you? You'd be like, oh shit. So I'm I'm I'd pat my knickers on these bloody nappy boy around. Just change my pants. Yeah. <laughs> Got any spares, nappy boy? Go on, dig them out. Oh, that's adorable. So there we have it, that's the song oh, for the new guinea singing dogs. And have so it looks like you've got a picture of one. Oh, leaping about like a cat singing. I know. That's it's a like a wonderful creature. That's what we need. Thing is, you see, if we'd had something like that now, something that could leap around. It wouldn't mm. leap out the window, help us out, you know. Oh, I'll tell you what, move off shitter a bit. Let me brush <coughs> my teeth. In yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, best about that episode, though, that bat boy. God, bat boy. Oh, bat boy. Oh, shit, I said that three times in the mirror. <gasps> bat boy, three times in the mirror? He ain't going to come. He ain't like that, is he? I can hear something downstairs. Oh, fuck off, Matt. I can hear footsteps. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. That. I don't want to be saved anymore. All right, let's just stay here. We've I'll still got some back. conditioner left. Oh, no. There's somebody rattling. Oh, Christ. Somebody, somebody's got an axe. No. Oh, Jesus oh, Christ. Oh, no. He's no. Johnny. No. <laughs> oh, my God. If a bat face appears now. Oh, my God. This is it. Oh, oh, oh what kind of bat? It's a filthy head and curly... Oh, don't fuck up. Pete, yeah, yeah, Pete, yeah, come yeah. back. Pete. Are you doing sexy things? Stop it, stop. I said, get you. That's it. <laughs> you little bit sound. Oh, well done, God. dude. Oh, well done, Pete. Oh, oh wow. It. I think what we all need now is a cup of tea. Yeah. yeah. Do you want not... a cup of tea, Pete? Come on, you can have one for a change. We won't treat you as mean as we do. You've done us a solid there, pal. <laughs> what we need now is that we're all going to say, so it's a big... Big goodbye now from Crack and Cove from Matt. <laughs> it's a big Benny bye bye from Benny at Crack and Cove. I think that was right. Well, and it, who else? And what about from you? Come on, Pete. And it's a really big fucking bye bye from me, Robo Pete. <laughs> there we go. Absolutely. Yeah. You can understand that you do better than I am. <laughs> See you later, guys. I right, take care. Wowzers. Three ways you may contact Kraken Cove. Either by email at podcast at gmail.com. On Twitter at Kraken Cove. Or Instagram at Kraken Cove Pod. Ha ha!